Chapter 22 continued. When the tiger is done, the night seems a notch brighter, as if there's one more star in the sky. But I could be imagining it. The tiger licks her lips, slurps up bits of stardust. Her eyes close as if she's savoring it. I can't quite explain the way the story settled in my chest. I know what it's like to carry a tiger secret, unable to tell my family because it would scare them. And I feel like the story lit up a piece of me, a piece I thought was hidden. I don't know how to feel about that, but I know how I feel about something else. I hate that the tiger girl left her baby. What if the baby needed her? Well, she could have figured out another way. She didn't have to go. You're angry, the big cat says softly. I'm not. I don't. I feel silly because it's just a story. I know it shouldn't affect me so much, and I know, and I don't know why it did. Maybe this is what Harmony meant by a bad story. It's okay, she says, to feel out of control. Why did Harmony want to hide this story? My fingers find the pendant around my neck, and I pinch it twice tight. Is this Pearl? Was that about her? Was that her story? Little one, this is an ancient story. Do not worry about who it once belonged to. It belongs to the sky now, for all of us to see. There's something sad and lost in her voice, something that says there's more to the story. I tried to read her, but when she tilts her head, her eyes fall into shadow. In the dark, they are unknowable, like a night without stars. I spin the necklace between the pads of my fingers, feeling like there's something I'm missing. So what now? Will Harmony feel better? Eventually, she says, but not yet. We've only just begun, and there are consequences to telling the truth. I pause. I thought you said this would help her. The truth is always painful, especially when it's been hidden for so long. There are bound to be unexpected complications. She shrugs, taking, trying to look casual, but her muscles are tense as they ripple beneath her fur. Anyway, bring me the next star jar tomorrow at 2 a.m. and I will tell you another story. Oh, and bring some rice cakes too. It's the least you can do if we must meet in this stuffy basement. Wait, I say. What consequences? What if I don't like them? What if I change my mind? I realize now that I've agreed to something that I don't understand. She licks her lips again. I'm afraid you don't have a choice. You've already released the story. You've heard the beginning, but your harmony can't heal until we reach the end. She turns away from me and walks back up the stairs. The steps don't creak behind her. It's like she's made of air. It will get worse before it gets better, little egg, she says without looking back. But if you do what I say, it will get better. Trust me. Chapter 23 The next afternoon I announce, I need to make rice cakes. When I walk downstairs, Mom and Hominy are sitting together at the dining table, and I join them, popping myself into the chair. I try to smile. Like, haha, normal, no tigers here. Oh, yes, Hominy says, that sounds good, little one. We make that later. 
Mm, no? How about now? Sam sprawled on the couch, cell phone hovering in front of her face, but she glances over me with a raised eyebrow. I ignore her. Mom takes a breath and plasters a grin on her face. Actually, I was thinking we should all go out today. It would be nice to get out of the house and do something. As a family. We can make rice cakes as a family, I say. Homini can teach us how. Mom's fake smile gets even faker. Lily, that sounds so fun. But maybe after we go out. Sam lowers her phone. Mom's obsessed with going out because Homini keeps bugging her about the boxes. Mom clears her throat. That's not what Homini says to me. Your mother moved boxes yesterday. I tell her no good. I tell her spirits no like. But of course, she don't listen. I dig my nails into my palms and nod, even though I feel like it's a giant sign above my head that says, It was me! Anyway, Mom says through a gritted smile, That's not why. I just think it would be nice because Homini was saying how good she felt today. Now that Mom mentions it, Homini does look good. She's curled her hair, and she's even wearing a pop of pink lipstick, which she hasn't done in a while. But that only makes me want to bake now before she needs to rest again. Sam shrugs. Can we go to lunch at that Asian restaurant on the corner of Willow and Vine? I turn to give Sam the stink eye. Somehow she's only interested in doing stuff as a family when it conflicts with my plans. Mom frowns. Um, really? Why? I'm just in the mood, Sam says. That place is just a little... Hmm. Mom makes a face like she's smelling rotten garlic, but trying to be polite about it. Well, it's not authentic. Yeah, I chime in. So we should stay. Sam interrupts. Mom, I'm just saying. I'm just suggesting. I'm just trying to spend time with my family. Mom sighs. Okay, fine. As long as Hominy's okay with it. I guess the sudden balloon pop urge to cry. But Hominy claps her hand and smiles. Yes, good. They have the best sweet sour. My favorite. So I'm outnumbered. And we all get ready to go. But we, but as we pile into the car, Hominy turns to me. Later, I teach you rice cakes, she whispers. I promise. The restaurant sign says Dragon Time in red curly key letters. And two stone lions sit by the door guarding the entrance. I haven't been here in ages, Mother says, Mom says as she rushes us inside. They have good, sweet, and sour, Halmony reminds us, and Mom sighs. Inside the walls are lined with soji screens painted with pink cherry blossoms. Red paper lanterns hang from the ceiling, and a gold cat statue sits in the corner, waving, Hello, hello! But I'm fixated on the painting right above the hostess stand. It is a classic Korean painting of a tiger with eyes as big and round as rice cakes, and it looks like it is laughing. Suddenly, I feel sweaty. It's too hot in here. Sam, Mom hisses, what are you doing? I glance over at my sister, who's nervously scanning the entire restaurant, all jittery in her skin, like she's looking for something. Only, I can't tell if she wants to find it or she's afraid to. Nothing. Sam snaps, turning as red as the lanterns. For a second, I wonder if she's looking for the tiger, but no. I don't let myself hope. A girl, probably around Sam's age, walks over to us. She's got chopsticks stuck in her blonde hair and big round chocolate chip cookie eyes. 
Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'll be taking care of you today. This way to your table. When she leads us through the restaurant, I catch disappointment on Sam's face, but it flips away fast. Olivia sits us down and hands out menus, and Halmany orders sweet and sour pork, sweet and sour shrimp, and sweet and sour beef. Just to start. As soon as Olivia's out of earshot, Sam says, It's like an Asian stereotype vomited up all over this place. Then she looks at Halmany and swallows and studies her menu very hard. I think of Halmany throwing up on the road and suddenly my own menu. I study my own menu, even though I'm not reading any of the sashimi options. I haven't been here since the 90s and it hasn't gotten much better, Mom says. But man, does this bring back memories. I ask, are you happy that you left? Do you regret leaving? Do you regret coming back? But only silently in my head. How many laughs and wags her fingers? Oh, your mother, your mother in the 90s. Mom raises her eyebrows at how many. Excuse me? How many giggles? So troublemaker. Mom tries to look annoyed but ends up smiling. Okay, whatever you say. I look back and forth between them. Halmany said that before, but I still can't picture it. Mom loves rules. What did she do? I ask. How did she get into trouble? Mom laughs. Halmany is being overdramatic, as usual. I sneak a look at my sister, and it's a coin flip moment. Are we on the same side or different? Sam leans forward. Come on, Halmany. Tell us mom's stories. Then she flashes a small smile at me, and my heart fills up. I think the tiger was wrong about consequences because this is the happiest my family has been since we moved here. How many whispers to Sam and me? So many boyfriends. Mom had a lot of boyfriends? I ask. Mom, pfft. No, I didn't. How many tisks? So many. Always sneaking out to see them. Sam makes a choking noise and for the first time I wonder about Sam and dating. I've never thought about her having boyfriends. Mom clears her throat. First of all, that's not true. And Halmany was the troublemaker. You know, she made my poor father eat mud. What? Sam asks. Normally, when someone mentions dad, Sam turns shadowy. But right now, she just looks surprised. Interested. Like, telling stories about dad is something fun instead of something terrible. <clears throat> mud good for him. Helmany says. Her eyes are happy and sad at the same time, in a missing him sort of way. He always talking stories. So much talking, but no thinking. Ay, uh, mud help him keep keep him grounded. Think before he speak. Mom snorts. Huh, it was horrible. I make him a milkshake. Helmany says. A milkshake with a little bit of mud mixed in. But he'd take you mom, but he'd take you mom away. That is bad. Little bit of mud, not that bad. Sam raises an eyebrow at me like, can you believe? And I furrow mine back like Halmany is wild. What happened? I asked. Could he taste it? Did he know? Ignoring my question, mom turns to Halmany. He didn't take me away. I went to college. Halmany leans forward and whispers loudly, laying on the guilt. She's supposed to come back after, but she take. But he take her. He leave poor little Homany. She leave poor little Homany for a white man. But your mother's too little to know better. Mom's jaw ripples. Nobody took me away. She repeats, I left on my own. I wanted to leave. As soon as she says it, she swallows. 
Like she wants to rewind those words, but can't. No take backs. The happy family moment evaporates. I look at Sam, but she's busy rubbing her chopsticks together like she's going to start a fire and burn everything down. Olivia arrives with our sweet and sour dishes. Here's your starters, she chirps. Are you ready to order your entrees? We'll need another minute, Mom says with her classic fake smile. Olivia bobblehead nods and leaves. We stare at the food for a few long seconds until Mom says, Might as well eat, and leans forward, scooping some shrimp to serve us. No, no! How many shouts too loud? The couple next to the couple at the table next to us look over and then look away. Homie puts her hand on mom's and forces her to set down the serving spoon. We wait for the spirits. Mom's smile tightens. Not here, all right? We're at a restaurant. You listen, Homie says to mom, then to me. Lily, you set table. My palms sweat. It really it's really, really hot in here. What, what do you mean? We have to finish Kosa. Where's Andy? He come. He should come help us. Sam chews on her finger about, fingernail. Dad's not. She starts, but Mom interrupts. He's at work. He'll be home soon, she says. Halmany looks around, but she's not really seeing her. Her eyes shine like glass. She says something in Korean, something none of us can understand. Mom, I whisper, what's happening? Remember, we talked about this, Mom said quietly. Sometimes Halmany slips into the wrong place or the wrong time. If Halmany is seeing things that aren't there, if she's not here, then it's almost like she's not really Halmany anymore. She stands and walks over to the table next to us, singing a Korean lullaby as she picks up the man's plate. He sets his chopsticks on the table and making a startled sound. Mom jumps up. Mom, no, no, we don't need to do that. She takes the plate from Halmany and returns it to the man, apologizing. It's okay, says sympathy in his eyes. We know, Aicha. It's if there's anything we can do to help. And there's nothing they can do because Halmany moves around the table, taking the woman's plate and setting it on our table. Danger is coming, so we make danger go away, she explains. Kosa. Only it's not Kosa. It's consequences. Halmany, Sam murmurs. Sam's always burying <laughs> her fear, trying so hard not to be a QAG, but now she's afraid. Quiet. What makes everything worse? Across the restaurant, a baby starts to cry, screaming its heart out, and I know I must have cried like that, but I can't imagine being so loud about my feelings, screaming when I needed to say, my world is not right. Mom... I whisper as Hominy tries to take another plate. We should go. Aside from the baby, the whole restaurant is silent as people watch, pretending this isn't the worst moment of all time, pretending this is okay. Hominy drops someone's plate and it shatters on the floor, spilling soy sauce and something goo all over her shoes. One of the busboys runs over and tries to help, but nobody really knows what to do. And then Mom. Mom is so good at acting normal, who's always fake smiling, is grabbing Sam and me and shoving Hominy out the door, hurting all of us, saying, go, go, go. All while Hominy shouts about spirits and Kosa and danger, and the gold cat statue waves, goodbye, goodbye. And Sam keeps her head down, and I try to ignore that sweaty, hot, flashing, fainting feeling. And then we're outside. In the parking lot, Mom fumbles with the car door handle before thunking her head against the window. 
I forgot my purse inside. Will you girls go get it and leave a couple of 20s on the table for the bill? Sam stays right where she is, but I nod. I swallow and walk back into the restaurant because I have to. Even though it's too hot, bad place and everyone is staring and I don't want to. I keep my head down as I fast walk past the diners and grab mom's purse and throw money on the table. I pass the tiger painting. I am always out the door when the waitress shouts, Wait! Excuse me! Sorry! Wait! She runs up behind me and I don't want to cry but my throat feels very swollen so I might. I don't know if I've paid enough or if she's mad about the food how many dropped or if she wants to ban me from the restaurant forever. Here's your food, she says, holding on a bag of takeout containers with our sweet and sour dishes inside. I murmur a thank you and she holds out her other hand, shoving something into my palm. It's a pile of hard candies, the fruit ones that they give away at restaurants. Oh, I say, staring at them. I feel everyone very carefully not looking at us, very intentionally not listening. Okay. It's not enough, she says softly, but my grandpa had Alzheimer's. I know how hard it is. He's always forgetting where he was or who we are and, well, I'm just really sorry that it's happening to you. I want to tell her that this isn't the same thing because how many would never forget us? This is just a side effect of releasing a star story. She's going to get better, so it's not like the waitress's grandpa. But it's still nice that this girl cares. Thanks, I say, and I hold the candies against my chest until it hurts a little less.